0: Welcome to the Mystic's Path Podcast. Learn about living a mystical life, shamanic practices for healing and earth healing, crystals, tarot, and other mystical practices. I am your host, Katie McBrian. Hi everyone, welcome to the Mystic's Path Podcast Reboot. I know I've taken quite a sabbatical from the Mystic Paths podcast, and that is my deepest apology. Um, If you hear some background noise in today's podcast, it's going to be about 100 degrees today, and I just can't not have the air conditioner on. So if you hear a hum or something, that's just my air conditioner and my fan in the background keeping me nice and cool. Um so let's talk about some of the things that have been going on. So I have had quite the year. So I left my job. I was a security guard for 11 years. I left my job and I joined um a holistic supermarket in my area that was just opening and worked there for quite some time and I got so sick. Like beyond sick, I lost like almost 65 pounds in just a couple months. Um, it turns out that uh, my already unhealthy gallbladder uh, completely uh, failed, it got completely blocked, and I had it removed and started to feel a little better. But you know, when you don't have your gallbladder anymore, the bile flows directly into your intestines instead of being regulated by the gallbladder, which can cause some, uh, digestive issues, which I started to have issues with. Um, I think actually I started to have issues with it before I even got my gallbladder removed. And, um, anyway, that's what had caused such a discomfort for me for, uh, several months where I was eating just chicken and potatoes, just so I wasn't feeling sick. Um, anyway, so they removed my gallbladder. And from there I decided that I just couldn't have a job where I was standing for, um, eight hours a day and not being able to sit. So I went back to my old job part time and I feel so much better It's a lot less stress. It's a lot easier for my body to handle that. And, you know, everything's good for the most part. I still have my bad days. I still have things that set me off where I get so dizzy. And, you know, it's just really an interesting, um, an interesting thing. So I was laying in bed this morning thinking about, you know, the Mystic Path podcast and i was thinking about you know what direction i want this to go and how i want this to be moving forward and i'm one of those people where i don't really like to plan things ahead of time i like to let spirit lead me uh, i I'm, I'm one of those people that really um likes to be inspired by whatever i'm going through in my life or you know, whatever situations, um, you know, I see other people are having, I don't like to plan, 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 plan uh, months in advance. So I was lying in bed and I was, you know, looking over at my bookcase and I saw a picture of my grandmother and I and she had a swimming pool. And I started thinking about ancestor work and the importance of connecting with those who have passed before us. And I thought, wouldn't that be a great episode to talk about, you know, just to briefly touch on ancestors and how we can connect with our ancestors. Because they're all around us all the time. They're with us, you know, every step of the way. They're supporting us and guiding us. And I just, I think there's some misconceptions about ancestors that I'd like to also clear up as well. So this episode of the Mystics Path podcast reboot is going to be all about ancestors. I know in the previous episode, we talked that we were gonna start talking about tarot, and I do wanna talk about tarot, but like I said, I'm one of those people who really wants to um, let spirit guide her, and that's a little uh, something else I wanna talk about, but we'll talk about that later in, towards the end of the podcast. So let's talk about ancestors so it doesn't matter who you are you have ancestors you have people who are in your spiritual support team that come from your lineage your family who support and love you even if they weren't able to do so when they were alive so It doesn't matter if you're adopted or if you had a major falling out with your you know a loved one before they passed or you were never close to them before they passed they are supporting you right now and let me explain my beliefs on that and why i believe that to be true so when we come to earth to have a human experience we are set out with goals and challenges and milestones that we will face in our lifetime uh just like this illness is probably a milestone for me it's something that i have to overcome um and heal using both traditional and energy medicine i believe that we also have lessons that we're to learn on a more, you know, emotional and spiritual level. And some of that has to do with our connection to other people. So there are connections that we make in this lifetime with people that challenge us and push us uh, and push our limits, um, our perceived limits. And ancestors and family is probably one of the most triggering group I've in my own personal life I've ever uh, dealt with. More so than, you know, just someone, you know, that maybe you work with or, or just like a friend or something like that. Family has a way of triggering you um, to a whole new level. So let's talk about that. Let's just say you had a family member who you have a they've passed and you had a, a difficult connection with them for whatever reason, maybe, you know, they weren't open to it. Maybe, you know, their personality and your personalities just clashed, or perhaps it was even something more traumatic where, you know, there was abuse or something along those lines. Their lesson in this life and your lesson in this life is learn how to navigate those experiences and to grow from those experiences to get more knowledge as a soul. So I believe that regardless of whether or not you knew your, your actual family or you, you didn't know them, Your ancestors are with you all the time. So let's talk about if you didn't know your ancestors, how would you do this work if you didn't know your ancestors? Well, there's so many ways you can do guided meditations. You can go see a trusted, uh, you know, medium, spirit guide, coach, uh, akashic records reader, something along those lines. Even a a trusted psychic. tarot reader or clairvoyant psychic you can go see someone like them and they would be able to guide you in connecting with your ancestors maybe telling you a little bit more about them their names their personalities things like that but there is something really important to say about their personalities when we are alive we have our human personalities and then when we pass we can still retain some of the personality that we had from that lifetime. But when we go back to spirit, we see things from a different perspective. We are then in what's called life review, where we go over everything that happened in our lifetime, and we are able to work through and heal those things. So that would be the case if you had a a bad relationship with someone, uh, perhaps an abusive relationship with someone. Um, falling out with someone, you know, and they pass and they're part of your ancestral team, you can uh, expect them to have a different outlook on life once they've crossed over than they did in real life. So what does that mean? And it means that if you had a rough connection with someone, and you want to begin to heal that connection, you can actually do this through ancestor work. You can do this through connecting with them through meditation, shamanic journey work, um, going to see a trusted uh, clairvoyant psychic, clairaudient psychic, um, someone who reads the Akashic records, and even a spirit guide coach. You can come and, and, and have this conversation with these, these um, I don't even know how to, these guiding lights to help you get in contact with your ancestors, and you can begin to heal that connection with your ancestors. Our ancestral support team supports us on a level that is completely different from our angels, our normal spirit guides. And all that other kind of stuff because we have an actual physical connection with them we share the same blood we share the same dna we share the same um lineage as as them and it's true that a lot of our support team our spiritual support team is consisted of our ancestors And, you know, I think the interesting thing is, is is that you don't have to go and talk to an ancestor of someone you actually know. You could have um, a connection with an ancestor from three or four generations prior to you even being born. And they could even do the same thing that you do in this lifetime. So that could be, um, you know, if you're uh, a healer or if you're an artist, or a musician, or a few. Even if you just do something as simple as work at a, uh, you know, a store, you you connect with people and you help brighten their day. Um, You know, that's always how I viewed uh, retail. Yeah, sure, you're buying something from somebody and you're checking out with them, but some of my most pleasant experiences with people have actually been with retail people, people who work in the retail world and that 's not just because i 've worked retail, but that 's just because usually what happens when you go in to buy something from someone is uh, you ignore the person you 're checking out with you know you treat them indifferently almost as if they 're beneath you because you know you have a a good job and and they 're here working at such and such a location, and they can 't possibly you know, offer you something, whatever. I know not everybody's that way, but there are some who treat, you know, people who work in retail that way. But some of the most amazing people and some of the best conversations I've had have actually been with cashiers or salespeople. They have just such an interesting, um, you know, they they can bring a lot to your uh, experience on this planet. So when we connect with our ancestors and we connect with, those who have gone before us, there's so many different facets to that. You can connect with someone who literally just crossed over. Like, you know, if you had a loved one die recently, you can connect with them or you can connect with someone whose generations passed, who you don't know their name. You don't know what they look like. You don't know their profession. You don't know anything about them. You might not even know in terms of looking at, um, I think the words genealogy, you know, what's that, uh, website where you go and find out ancestry.com. Um, you might not even know that they're actually a part of your family. I mean, literally you can go back to when we were all part of tribes and, you know, nomads walking around and stuff like that. Um, and not living in cities and, uh, towns and modern society, you can go all the way back to the beginning of your ancestry and you can start to work through and see the type of ancestors that you've had, the type of things that they, they can bring to your human experience because each one of your ancestors not only has unconditional love and compassion for you, But they also have an area of expertise that you can go to them if you are struggling with that same thing. So, for example, let's just say I want to learn how to do um, herbal healing. I can go into my Akashic Records or I can do a meditation, a shamanic journey work, and I can find a herbal healer in my ancestry, in my family tree, in my uh, soul's uh, DNA, and I can connect with that ancestor if they will allow this connection. And I will say that about 98% of the time, you know, it works. Sometimes it doesn't for whatever reason. Perhaps you're not ready. You're not um, energetically aligned with them. But you can connect with these ancestors and they can begin to teach you the their secrets. Um, you know, that might not be the best way to put it, but they can begin to teach you their trade. And they're going to approach you in a much different way than a spiritual teacher may if you just were to do a shamanic journey to the upper world and find a, a spiritual teacher to help you learn how to do herbal healing. They are going to approach you... Um, like an aunt or an uncle or a cousin would you know with just so much love and compassion and that's not to say i I don't want to sugarcoat things and say that just because you have an ancestor who you're going to work with or you're thinking about working with doesn't mean that it's going to be all uh unicorns and uh rainbows we sometimes have to have connections with our spiritual team that push us to new levels. So they might come across as pushing you, you know, you need to go out and do this. You need to go out and do that as being bossy or, you know, just even just a little sassy. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, just like we have connections with people in real life, we need to remember that those connections, um, are very similar when we are talking about our spiritual support team. So I feel like I kinda went off on a tangent, which has been my teaching style as of late, um, which kind of brings me to the next part. Let's will this all down, you know, everything that I just said um, into bullet points. You have an entire support team of ancestors who want to support and help you grow and want you succeed and enjoy life to the absolute fullest. You may or may not know them, and that does not matter. You can go back to the very beginning of your spiritual DNA and connect with your ancestors. So the very first person or spirit in your spirit line, you can connect with them. Each one of your ancestors brings something unique and awesome to the table so that could be um, a specific skill a specific trade a specific energy a specific vibration they can help bring that to the table if you've been adopted or you don't know your family tree that is not a problem you just need to trust what comes forward It's just like going on a shamanic journey or reading the tarot cards or doing spirit guide work or being clairvoyant or any of those other things. When something comes through, you need to trust it and you just need to say it or you need to write it down or you need to think about it and give it great thought because nine out of 10 times, it's an accurate hit, so to speak. The next thing is that you can connect with your ancestors through normal conversations. So you can talk to them on your way to work. You can talk to them while you're cooking dinner. You can talk to them either out loud or in your head. I talk to my spirit guide all the time, literally all the time. And I sometimes say out loud, like if I'm driving to work or if I'm driving home, I will have conversations. Why not? I'm all by myself in the car, nobody's around. It's all good, trust me. You can uh, work with them in dream time if you're able to uh, program your mind to do specific things when you sleep. You can have uh, connections with them in dream time. You can uh, ask your ancestors a question and pull cards if you're a tarot or oracle card reader. Um, You could use the pendulum. You could do guided meditations. You can do shamanic journey work. You can even go into your Akashic records and meet with your um, ancestral team. Now, here's something else that I really think is very important. What about reincarnation? So let's have a conversation about that because I was recently listening to a podcast not long ago, just the other day. I was working um, the evening shift. So I was working from two in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night. And as I was driving around outside at my job, which was my part of my duties, I decided that I would listen to some podcasts. And I listened to this podcast about connecting with spirit guides. And someone said that, you know, most likely you can't connect with someone, you know, famous or, uh, you know, something like that because they, you know, they wouldn't know you, they wouldn't have a connection with you. Now, we're putting a very human experience on, on um, energy that has left the human experience and moved back to the spiritual experience. You most certainly can connect with anyone and anything that has crossed over and now is in spirit. So for example, I'm trying to think of someone famous who's died. Um, And honestly, the only thing I can think of right now is Bill Paxton, who played um, a role in the movie Twister, because that's one of my favorite movies. Let's just say that someday you feel like Bill Paxton has decided to join you. He's now part of your spiritual team. It is entirely possible that that can happen. We are multifaceted, people and if you believe that you can live multiple uh experiences at once so over multiple um what's the word i want to use um timelines we can have multiple lifetimes at once we're like uh diamonds with multifaceted faceted aspects to our soul then the idea that someone that you really loved and cared for crossed over and then is reborn is entirely possible. So let me give you an example. We will use my grandmother because I was looking at her picture before I started this podcast. She crossed over, I would say, uh, let's see here, my son's 16. Let's just say maybe 12 years ago, she crossed over. Um, And it might've even been more than 12 years ago. I don't really remember the exact year. So let's just say that she crossed over and I want to connect with her, but she's already been reborn. You know, maybe she's been reborn within my family or someone close to my family and she started a new life. Again, we are putting a human label on a spiritual experience. The grandmother that I knew will not come back. Her soul will come back, but it will be a different expression of her soul. So it would be a whole completely different person, but the essence is the same. So I'm trying to think of uh, an example of that. Let's talk about crystals. So we can have quartz crystals um, and they can have inclusions and not inclusions and different growths and all this kind of stuff but they're all the same thing. They're all made with the same materials. Although if they have inclusions in them, then they're gonna have the materials of the inclusion. So let's just say it's a, um, a geode, and it's all the same stuff. Each one of those crystals is going to be unique, but it's all part of the same thing. That is how our soul experiences multiple lifetimes. It's all the same soul, but it's a different expression of that soul. So you certainly can work with the impression, that growth that you knew as a child or didn't know as a child and work with and, and, and handle that. That is through the Akashic Records. That is, it just, it makes so much sense that that the way to look at it like that, because if you, If you can have this lifetime right now, the one where you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in, you know, knowing a little more about ancestral work, and yet you can go into your Akashic records and find out information about who you were in a previous life, and you can meet with yourself in that previous life, how would that even be possible if that wasn't what was happening? So that part of my grandmother that I knew and I loved and I cherished every moment I had with her, if that woman came back, I would not be able to communicate with her spirit now if she's been reborn. So I hope that this makes some sense to you. And I hope that I just haven't babbled on in random ways because I really wanted to be open to what was coming through, because when I do this type of work, when I do this kind of lecture, I really open myself up to spirit to come in and kind of guide me uh, in giving these these lectures, not only in the courses that I teach through the Mystics Path Academy, um, through blogging on my website, but also through podcasting as well. I just... I think it's the best way to go because spirit really, you know, it's it's like they have something to say too. You know, you get these epiphanies in your in your head and you're like, "Oh, this is a great idea." And then you intellectualize it so much that you don't allow spirit to come through and to lead the direction. Now, sure, I could have sat down and I could have written it down or I could have, you know, uh planned it out a little better, and for that I truly apologize. To be honest, I'm not having a very good day health-wise, and I'm still actually in bed. I don't even have my glasses on right now. Um, I have my cat lying next to me. And I just was like, I want to talk about ancestors, and this is what came forward. So I hope that this helps you understand a little more about ancestral work. They're there, they wanna support us, they wanna guide us, they wanna help us achieve every goal that we have. They want us to be the very best that we can be because we carry on our ancestral lineage. We carry on our, our souls family um, lineage. And that is is very, very important because if you talk to shamanic practitioners, indigenous shamanic practitioners, their second most powerful allies are the ones who have come before them. So the first would be like the major, um, you know, spiritual forces. uh, In the case of, um, you know, the Karo, that would be Pachamama, the Apus, and the uh, Nustas, the uh, sacred feminine um, earth spirits. And then it's working with those who have crossed over. A lot of their Apus, are actually strong, powerful Pacos, men and women, who have lived this life, who then, once they passed, went to live within the mountain, and they became protectors and guiders for those who would come next. So lineage is so important. Ancestral work is so important in our spiritual spiritual path. And you can connect with them in so many ways. You can connect with them by lighting a candle, leaving food out um, during sacred holy days, you know, like the solstices, the full moons, birthdays, that kind of thing. Um, Even days that are important to you, your birthday, um, you know, your anniversary, the birth of your child, you know, the uh, higher date for the job that makes you feel happy and fulfilled. Uh, Your first sale in your spiritual business, you can um, leave offerings and make connections with your ancestors um, at any time that you want. And that's a way to connect with them just through basic conversation as if you're talking to a best friend or a loved one. That's another way to connect with them. Meditation, journey work, um, tarot readings, oracle card readings, pendulum uh, readings, Just doing, uh, you know, dream work before you go to sleep. You say you're going to dream about your ancestors um, or a specific ancestor and then seeing what comes up through those dreams. These are all ways to connect with your ancestors. So let's talk about some of the things that I have going on with me right now. So for those of you who know me, know that I uh, shift my business around uh, like a psychotic person, and for that, I am truly, truly sorry. I'm still trying to find my exact footing and what I want to offer in this world. Um, and I think that that is just because I have so many passions and I don't really know how to put them together in a way that is uh, helpful to not only me because I'm the one who has to do it all day, but also to the people who could benefit from the work that I do. So I started off my spiritual path as a witch, a Wiccan. Well, first I started off as Wiccan and then I went to just being a witch, a pagan. Um, Then I was just like a mystical person, a shamanic practitioner. I've been trained in Reiki. I can read the Akashic records. I am definitely clairvoyant. I am uh, working on developing my clairaudience, um, which I found actually right now is giving me some inner ear issues, so I have to work on fixing them. Um, And then, you know, I read tarot cards and oracle cards, Lenormand cards, and I'm also working on reading the Kipper cards. I'm working on growing my medium ability and my ability to channel from the spiritual realms, which is interesting because, you know, if I knew what I know now when I first started this work, I would be—I would have been so much more confident in a completely different place than I am now. I really should sit down and write a book about it. Um, because we don't give ourselves enough credit we make things out to be so much more complex in when it comes to spiritual stuff than it really really is i literally have been channeling since high school and maybe even before high school and i just didn't realize it until recently I've always wanted to channel but I just never realized that it was something that I was doing. I was making it more complicated in my head than it had to be. Um because I thought, you know, that it was going to be a certain kind of way, like maybe a way that someone else channels or a way that I saw in a movie or, you know, I don't even know what I thought it was. But whatever I read at the time about what channeling was clearly wasn't accurate because I believed that I wasn't doing it. But now I know for a fact that I have been doing it for many, many, many years. So to get back on topic, I created Forget Me Not Tarot because I wanted to be able to offer tarot readings to my area, my general, um, you know, the town that I live in, which is Uh, in Upper Dublin, Pennsylvania, and I wanted to be able to offer tarot readings, but I didn't necessarily know how my area would take the fact that I'm a shamanic practitioner. I read the Akashic records and all this other kind of stuff. So Forget Me Not Tarot was literally going to be just tarot. And then I was going to have, you know, my Katie McBrien site for, um, uh, just my shamanic work and, and that kind of stuff. And I in I really was going to stick with that, you know, this time. I know I've done that, you know, with Katie's tarot and all that science tarot and all that other kind of stuff. Um, and I was really going to stick with it this time and, and put it out there. And I just said, you know, no, you're not being true to yourself. You're hiding yourself again. And I think that's what we do. We hide ourselves we we begin to step into our power and then we go, oh shit. And we begin to hide ourselves. And I think that that was a way for me to hide behind something instead of putting myself out there. You know, um, and the truth is, is that nobody really cares what you do. They really don't. If you're not hurting anybody, um, and it doesn't directly influence them. The people who who um, don't like it, they're not going to bother you. I mean, yeah, sure, they might say something like, oh, I don't believe in tarot readings. I think tarot is, you know, absolute bullshit. Or I think what you do is, is absolute bullshit. But the truth is, is that most people right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world, they don't have time to worry about what you're doing. The only thing they care about is whether or not you can help them. And I've seen this constantly, not only working in retail recently, but also just in every single training that I've taken within the last like three months about, you know, putting yourself out there as a business owner. People don't care about the qualifications you have, they don't care about the fact that you're a certified tarot reader and that you did over, you know, 10,000 hours worth of practical, you know, hands-on tower readings. They don't give a shit about that. The only thing they care about is whether or not you can help them. And that just made me go, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to step back into my power. I need to step back into who I am and I need to stop giving my power away to other people, which a lot of people do, myself included, without even realizing that we're doing it because... A lot of times all we need, if we are truly spiritually connected, is just the first step. So let me explain about that. I just recently took a uh, workshop on, um, it was like a form of crystal healing, and well it was actually removing entities using crystals. and. I never really thought about, it. I mean, sure, I've thought about it, you know, like how to remove dense energy with crystals, but not so much crystal, you know, like removing entities. And this workshop looks phenomenal, and it looks like I would learn a ton of other information, but really what I needed was like the crystals that you could use to remove entities i can do the work and i probably could have sat down and figured out the crystals themselves if i had thought of the idea myself but i hadn't because i was so focused on something else so when we have the first stepping stone then the path becomes clear and then we know how to move forward in our lives and this brings me back let me bring this back to to what i'm talking about now um, you know, about my business, I brought everything back on com. I, you know, completely moved everything from Forget-Me-Not Tarot onto com. And then I am taking this business mentoring uh, course, which is really, I have a business coach now. Um, and she and I sat down in a Zoom call the other day and she asked me something like, how's your SEO? when people Google something that you've written about or blogged about, do you come up right away or are you like four pages out? And I never really thought about it. I never really did it, Um, you know, where I sat down and Googled, you know, like, let's just say I wrote a blog post about um, working with Mountain Spirits, the Apus. I never really Googled to see if that would come up and I thought about it and I was like, you know, I don't know. But the best website I had um, in terms of SEO was Squarespace. I blogged for um, quite some time on Squarespace and I started getting um, like thousands of hits uh, a week because of not only Squarespace um, bringing me up higher in the Google rankings, but also because of Pinterest, one of my pins went viral, which then brought people into my website. And I thought to myself, well, I've had my website on Symvoli for years, like literally years. It's a, I, I got um, through AppSumo, uh, those of you who don't know about AppSumo, it is a lifetime Deal uh, thing for business owners, entrepreneurs. So basically, companies come and they offer their products at a lifetime rate. So usually, it's anywhere between uh, the lowest I've seen is like nineteen for a good deal, and the highest is like ninety nine. Um, that's starting off at like the basic package, and then you know it goes up from there. Um, and one of the deals that I would like to purchase right now is actually like three hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, And hopefully that will stay on for a while because I'd really like to get it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I started thinking about it and I said, you know, I've had my website on Symbly for a while now and I don't feel like I'm getting the traffic that I should be getting if I had been blogging or podcasting, you know, for as long as I have been or creating content you know, for as long as I have been on, you know, my Katie McBrien website, which I've had literally for years. And I said, okay, well, if I hop on the psychic hotlines, which I I do actually do readings on the psychic hotlines through an app. If I do three rushed readings, which is like I have to give the reading within an hour, I could make the uh, hosting subscription and a day. I could make that amount of money in a day. I think it's like $26. So, uh, the other day after work, I, you know, put my phone in rush mode and I did four readings and I made the amount of money for my first month's, um, subscription price in just, I, I think I did four readings and I think it, I. I was only on rush mode for like maybe an hour and a half. So for an hour and a half worth of work, I made enough um, money to cover this month's worth of subscription fees for um, Squarespace. So I copied and pasted literally everything from my Katie McBride site on Simvely onto Squarespace. I moved my domain over to Squarespace and I am now on Squarespace. And I hope you guys understand, I didn't do it because I think Squarespace is uh, a better web platform than Simvili, I don't. I think that you have more creative control over what your website looks like through Simvili than Squarespace because I wanted to do something as simple as changing how big a picture was um, on my website on Squarespace and I literally couldn't do it. I would have had to have opened up a third party app such as Canva or um, Pixlr, or Photoshop, or something to resize the picture, re-upload the picture and put it on on my website. Whereas on Simvili, you can just literally, uh, you know, use your mouse to make it bigger or smaller. So I do think in terms of design, I do like Simvili a lot better. But when I was looking at actually filling in the information for the pages that I was creating, the blog posts that I was writing. There's literally, you can put so much information when it comes to SEO through there that it, it's just worth it, you know what I mean? So yeah, you do lose a little bit of your design capabilities um, and that's a shame. So really, you just have to find a, a template that you like and you have to stick with it. Um, And that's a problem for me because design for me is a very big thing. I like designing websites and probably what I should do is that I should just have like Katie's design website and you know, make that a website where I just fool around with that um, and leave my main website alone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And just stop messing around with that. Um, I should focus on creating content more than what it looks like. Although, you know, I'm a creative person. I am an artist. I, you know, have done art for many, many, many years. I, I crochet, I, uh, you know, draw with pen and paper. Um, and I have also done watercolor work. I love watercolors. I've, uh, actually, um, made handmade books before where i you know cut the paper fold the paper stitch the paper make the covers and all that kind of stuff i've done that as well i i love arts and craft projects um i just now do my arts and crafts on my physical on a it's digital and i do it on you know websites i don't um actually do like physical hands-on arts and crafts anymore uh, I have this terrible tendency to like bend at a bad angle and then I end up hurting my back. Um, anyway, I went off on a tangent. So that's what's new. Um, all courses now are being housed on themysticspath.com and that is a new learning platform which um, if I completely understand uh what I believe I do, they are coming out with a phone app for Apple and Android devices. So you would be able to access my courses um, through a dedicated mobile app where you'd be able to kind of do like you can do on uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime where you download the material and you can watch it when you're offline. So, you know, that might be interesting if you... um, you know, you're going, you're traveling somewhere and you, it's like a podcast, you're traveling somewhere and you download it um, and you listen to it on the way to your destination or you go through it on your way to your destination. So it won't be a dedicated app specifically for my courses. It will be kind of like a Udemy where you um, sign in under your username and your password and then you're taken to the courses that you've purchased. I don't really know how it's going to work, but I suspect that it's going to be very similar to Udemy where, uh, it's very, you know, you sign in and you can find the courses that you've enrolled in. So then I have all of my main information on my main website, com. Right now, com with the dashes in between is still live. It's still up. Um, because I would like to be sure that I've, put everything um, onto my new website that I possibly can before I go off breaking that and linking Forget Me Not Tarot to com forward slash tarot. Um, that to me is really important that I can uh, do that. So I hope that this uh, podcast on ancestor work has been helpful to you and Thank you for listening to me talk about, you know, my business and moving my business in the direction that I want it to go. There's so much more that I want to discuss with you guys. I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, my my plans on uh, creating more um, coaching like experiences, you know, using the skills and things that I've been trained in to help you connect further with your spiritual support team, such as your ancestors and your spirit guides but we will save that for another podcast because this podcast I think is already about almost 50 minutes, almost an hour long. And I actually have to go eat before I pass out for real because I've been up for several hours and all I ate yesterday was, um, peanut butter and a one chicken quesadilla. So I'm going to go make some French toast and I hope that everyone has an absolute blessed day. And if you guys need me, you can always find me at katymcbryan.com. Or send me an email, katie at katymcbryan.com. Or if you're a texter, shoot me a text, 267-405-2232. Everyone have a blessed day. For more information about this podcast and your host, Katie McBrien, please visit me on the web at www.katiemcbrien.com.